With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello there once again, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Yes, we are back after a week off from the program since the UFC and Bellator were both off last week, and there's just so much going on in our lives that we decided, you know what, I think we should take a week off as well. But now we're back, and I'm very excited about that because we missed you guys. And we're going to be discussing the what's next coming out of UFC Vegas 28, which went down this past Saturday night. I am Mike Heck, and joining me once again is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, reunited, and it feels oh so good, Alex K. Lee, the Prince of Positivity, joins us. How are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. My, my best friend, I definitely enjoyed doing shows again this week with yourself, of course, and Jose and Casey and all that. I definitely enjoyed, you know, uh, getting to write about UFC stuff for the readers, for the listeners. But uh, I did not enjoy watching the UFC again as much as I thought I would. Normally, normally, all it takes is a week off from not just UFC. Again, there was no. Excuse me. There was no uh, Bellator. There was no uh, PFL. It was like really a week off from big North American promotion MMA. Uh, and so I thought I'd feel a lot more like jazzed up about uh, Saturday's card once it started. Because even in the previews, we were kind of like, I don't know how excited we were about the card. But inside, Mike, and inside, I was like, no, once this card starts, once I see Claudio Pueyes and uh, Jordan Levitt in that cage, I am going to be just super excited. And it never, I don't know if there was any point in the night where I ever hit that level of like, oh yes, I'm cruising, I'm watching fights, I'm, I'm feeling good. It, it it was a little bit of a slog. It was a little bit of a slog. I'm not four, 14 fight card. Some uneventful decisions. It was a slog. I was like all signs were pointing. Like I was I was really looking forward to Woodson Salal. That was a pretty gritty fight. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was obviously looking forward to seeing Man and Fioro back in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like all signs are pointing towards Ponzinibbio versus Baeza, which we'll talk about in a moment because that sure. fight was great. And then the follow-up from that, like just – and I'm not trying to sound like a jerk – because I respect anybody who gets in that octagon, but the middleweight fight after that just kind of like <laughs> sucked the life out of me at that point because I was just so jazzed up, but it is what it is. But real quick, AK, uh, no show recording this past Sunday. How did you How did you spend your Sunday off? What did I do? So, uh, probably watching the NBA playoffs. Uh, I think that was one of their, there was still, it was first round, so I think they were still doing like four four games in a day. So I think I just, I just buckled down. I watched at least like three of the four games and just, just, Washed myself in my my other favorite sport, uh, professional basketball. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like you know, I know you. The Celtics were in the playoffs in the first round. Obviously, they got knocked out. So you had at least some some rooting interest there. It's interesting when your team, which has been for the Raptors, I'm talking about, contending for so many recent years, uh, isn't out. And obviously, being in the playoffs better than anything. I, I I would rather be an eight seed and get swept than my team not make the playoffs, which sounds a bit stupid. But uh, but the next best thing is having no playoff stress and getting to watch everyone else stress about it and just enjoying the chaos that is the, the basketball class. So I ble- I'm pretty sure that's what I did uh, last Sunday. It's all a blur now. It's so long ago, Mike. I know. It was a long, chaotic weekend for me. It's honestly been one of the most chaotic weeks I've had in a very long time. First now, six days with the new pooch. Oh. He's been great. I will say the wake-ups are much earlier. There's some things I need to get used to with little Shiloh, but he's been a, a wonderful addition to the family and he is now the official mascot for on to the next one. It's like a, it's just like your kid. It's like when you had a kid again. It's like, you know, now your kid's growing up, now you're kinda of going through that like adjusting your sleep schedule again for a new member of the family, right? So you've kind of been through this you kinda of did this before. It's just maybe you thought those days were over. I don't know. <laughs> At least he let me sleep till like six thirty this morning. So I was very appreciative <laughs> oh, no. of that. But uh anywho, it Shiloh. is time Shiloh. Shiloh Michael Heck. I remember I cannot remember <laughs> Does your dog actually have a legal middle name? Uh, his tag should be here soon. It'll say Shallow Michael Heck. And I will say this. I am not egotistical enough to throw my middle name in there. Sure. This is my kid's name for him. He, it's, his, it's Grayson's middle name. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to give my middle name to the dog as well. I've never been a pet owner, but someone told me that all pets, all pets have middle names, right? Like they legally, do they legally have to have middle names? I have no idea. Or they, oh, sorry, they have to have last names. Maybe that, maybe that's what threw me off. Someone threw me off saying like, <laughs> You know, when you go to the vet, like when you go to the vet and stuff like that, I think there is like a registry. If, if anything, just to kind of separate all the all the Shilohs or all the you know Benjis or whatever. So I think they do have either. They have like microchips. Well, that's okay. So I guess the technology is advanced, but oh, that's nice. It's nice he has a full name. I will I will do my best, Mike, to remember. I am terrible at remembering my friends' pets' names. Are you offended? <laughs> Would you be offended? Will you be offended if someone doesn't remember your pet's name? No, I, no. Okay, I'm good with kid names. Yeah, most uh, like anyone who meets him will remember him because he is a sweetheart. Like he is the talk of the town right now. Everyone who meets him is just like, wow. Like how long have you had this dog for? Like four or five days, and they're just like blown away because he's so cool. Like he just loves everybody. It's great. I'm a, I'm afraid of dogs. I don't know if I've said this on the air before. I'm afraid of dogs, but I but I I trust you that I would get along with your dog. I am 38 years old. This is the first dog I've ever had in my life, ever. I've never been a big pet guy because like. It's not that I don't like them. It's just like I don't trust them. But this one, like once I met him, like he melted my heart, and I just had a had to bring him in. You know, it was a, it was oh, a no big, brainer. But anyway, that you were a tough that you were a tough MMA guy. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it's I'm a sensitive soul. What can I say? But uh, I am excited to 
matchmake, and we will do so right now. And let us begin with the man that closed the show on Saturday. Jarzinho Rosenstrike stops Augusto Sakai at 4.59 of the first round. He gets back on track. The power was on display, and when that man connects AK, that's what typically happens. The show comes to an end. So where does Biggie Boy go from his big win on Saturday? Look, I hope our uh, listeners didn't mind our extended preamble there, but I think we can knock off the first couple of names right away. I, I mean, this seems pretty simple to me. There are other options, but I say do the do the easy thing. This is what both guys both guys impressed first round finishes. I just say Jairzinho and uh, Martin Tabura. Both guys are very self aware of where their careers are. Neither is campaigning for a tele shot. Both are pretty much saying. Well, Jairzinho uh, wants someone ranked ahead of him. That's not where Tabura will be, I think, this week when, when the rankings come out. But he'll be, at worst, two spots behind uh, where Jairzinho is in the rankings. It's very close, uh, clustered together. So I don't think he would object to fighting Martin Tabura. So I think that's the easy way to go. Both guys are healthy and, and the timelines line up. I say go that one direction. Yeah, and you know what? Like Some people can listen to this and call this lazy booking, but like I said on the preview show on Friday, having a heavyweight main event and co-main event can sometimes lead to easy matchmaking. And I will admit, when I first thought about the co-main event, like I didn't really take a deep look at the rankings. Like I thought Walt Harris was in the top 15, but I didn't know until Saturday that he was ranked number 8. I was like, what? I was like, he's ranked... No disrespect to Walt Harris, but he's suffered a couple of really bad losses in a row. I was surprised that he was in the top the top 10. I thought he was like maybe 13 or 14, but you know, after seeing that bit of information and seeing how these fights played out, it made it even easier. I want to see what Marcin Tybora has. So give him the fight with Jarzinho because come Tuesday like you said, he'll be two spots behind Jarzinho. Both got first round finishes, and it's an interesting fight. Like and the questions I have is like Tybora's chin is ridiculous, but how will it hold up against a guy with Biggie Boy's power? On the flip side, how will Jarzinho deal with the ground game and the durability of Tybora? And I just want to know how good Tybora actually is. Like, is he a legit future title contender, or is he a perennial back half of the top 15 guy? There's nothing wrong with either of those, but I just want to know which side of the, the fence he sits on. And I understand that the popular choice is Curtis Blades, but I will also say that Curtis Blades has had many of chances in big fights. Timing, unfortunately, was always his worst enemy. And you can put Curtis in there with anybody in the top 15, and it works, in my opinion, especially after that devastating loss to Derek Lewis. And I'm all like, I think people forget, and, and I'm just going to go back to my pick after the Ngano Steep A2 card. After France and Ghana became the champion, Stipe Miocic versus Curtis Blades was like the perfect fight to make for Stipe and Curtis to come back to. Make that fight. Like, people forget about Stipe. And if Stipe wins and they can't come to terms with John Jones still after that, then Stipe can fight the winner of Ngano Lewis. But let's give poor Marcin Tybor a chance to see what he's made of against a, a really interesting top 10 fighter. I have questions, AK. I need answers to these questions, and this fight will provide all of those for me. Uh, yeah, it, it's, and look, uh, you said you call, you said it was like lazy matchmaking. I call this good matchmaking, not even on our part. I, I, I call this good matchmaking on the part of the UFC. I like when they book multiple guys, and I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's luck, but when they have the chance to book multiple guys that are sort of in the same range in the rankings uh, in the same division on the same card, 
good good job credit sean shelby mcmaynard excellent job because this should make your lives easy uh if everyone agrees to to wanting this fight next it's 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 just it's just the way these things should work we shouldn't uh, i mean this is the reason people listen to this show so i'm glad they tune in but it shouldn't have to always take sort of all these mental gymnastics and like oh who, looking at the the mma math to figure out who should fight who next sometimes it really it's really good when it comes down to well these guys both in the top 10 they both fought on this card let's just match them up but uh yeah there's other i assume do you have other options for either for either guy i mean not particularly i just i mean listen in this division with where it stands right now nothing doesn't make sense you know what i mean like literally like for jarzinho it's tybor or blades like those are the two most sensical fights but i think tybor makes more sense than blades how about lewis if lewis Okay, and, and we keep talking about this fight. I, I don't know. We're still not officially booked, but uh, Lewis, if Lewis loses to Ngannou. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And for Tabura, uh, the Gon Volkov winner, June 26th, kind of the same, same-ish range. I think Gon is higher than – oh, yeah, of course, Gon. I was going to say, I think, yeah. Gon is higher than Rose Duke now as he just beat him. Uh, Volkov is lower but uh, if he beat Khan, would would take a spot. So uh, yeah, right. That's also a possibility. Again, I, I I'm just throwing alternatives. I think we 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 and I think a lot of the readers uh, and listeners agree to Burrow Rosenstrick. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. Like, come sure. on, get, give give the man an opportunity. He's won five in a row, and you know he's beat one ranked guy. Whatever you want to throw stats out there, I just want to see what he's made of. Sink or swim time. He's definitely in that spot. Uh, so we kind of knocked two of these fights out right off the bat, but we did have <laughs> the aforementioned fight at 185 pounds, not the most aesthetically pleasing fight in UFC history, if we're being honest. But at the end of the day, Roman Delize gets his first UFC win at 185 pounds against Loriano Staropoli. And I think this is maybe the easiest piece of business we could do on the show because Delize is a guy who wants to stay active. He didn't take much damage if any in this fight he was supposed to fight alessio de Chirico, who was forced out with a what i was told was a slight injury and says mm. he'll be ready for august there you go rebook that fight that makes sense and that's totally fine with me what say you yeah uh i've been bolded bolded on my document here <laughs> at least alessio de Chirico. uh he said publicly I, I don't don't find a new opponent let's just can we just put can we just push the fight back uh so yeah, it doesn't look like the elite say took a lot of damage in that fight. Could be wrong. You know, during during the week when those things come out, we always sometimes you see weird stuff like a guy like fractured hurt his foot and you couldn't tell, or hand injuries. Of course, always very common even for guys who win fights. People are always surprised when they see like, oh, the guy who who got, who 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 scored a knockout could be out for six months because he hurt his hand, and the guy who uh, got knocked out is only like you know is only out for uh, for a month or something. So that that kind of stuff happens. But look like the elite say probably pretty healthy after. Uh, not saying he didn't work hard for the win. It just wasn't, you know, didn't, it wasn't exactly high and high impact for either fighter. So, yeah, I, I like that one. I just think you just rebook that. My, my other thing was, is there is there an elite wrestler that we can throw Delete say in there with? Um, most of them are pretty high up. I was kind of looking. I was trying to think of a wrestler. Derek Brunson's way too high for him right now. Marvin Vittori, really good wrestler, way too high. Yo Romero, not in the company anymore. And, it, and that, that matchup would have been absurd. Otherwise, in his range, it's mostly like like strikers and jujitsu guys, not necessarily uh, wrestlers. Because I just want to see how he would deal with someone who, who would, you know, poor Stropoli, smaller, smaller guy, uh, obviously not a great wrestler. Just had a lot of trouble just dealing with that body lock. He just couldn't get it off him. Um, 
So yeah, I was trying to find. I think our listeners had some good suggestions, but I, I was struggling a little bit to think of just like a specifically someone who would counter that technique. Maybe I'm one eighty five. I don't know. Maybe maybe Brandon Allen if he loses to Puna Soriano would sure. make sense. Something yeah. that like that. But yeah, 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 I think this is this is pretty easy. But um, we're this close to crowning an NBA champ, and with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. No one can see me right now, but I'm going to remove my cap, the tip of the proverbial cap, to the two men who put on an absolute barn burner on Saturday between Santiago Ponzinibbio and Miguel Baeza. What an incredible fight that was. 15 minutes that exceeded even my expectations, and I had very high hopes for that fight. And Santiago Ponzinibbio gets his first win since November of 2018. The man has been through the ringer. He was tested big time in this fight, as we expected by Miguel Baeza. He toughed out a very painful to watch first round and got it done, man. It was it was absolutely phenomenal fight. So where does he go from his bonus earning win over a great prospect in Miguel Baeza? He's the odd man out in the welterweight rankings right now, if I'm just glancing at the top 15. I really wanted him, I remember, to match up with, I think, Wonder Boy at some point. Uh, of course, Stephen Thompson's fighting Gilbert Burns. The loser of that fight could work, but I went with a little more, a little bit more measured. I don't know where, again, I don't know where Ponzinibbio sits in the eyes of the matchmakers. Uh, and I think I'm still in this idea. I don't know if it was you or Jose who mentioned this on the post-fight show. Alex Morano, who threw it? Who threw it? Alex Morano, was that you, Jose, Casey? Jose, but I think he. I don't know if he. I don't know if he meant for Ponzinibbio or for Baeza. Oh, for Baeza, I actually kind of like it for Ponzinibbio. I, I think Morano. I like the. Uh, I think it's his time where he can start um, getting some more veteran names. 
Uh, and uh, and Ponzinibbio looks great. Ponzinibbio looks great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just don't know if I want to throw him against someone in the top ten right now. At least not someone. As I was running through names, there's a lot of these names in the top ten that I've kind of already on to the next one matched up. So uh, I'm trying to stick with those until those fighters either get booked or become in- ineligible for whatever reason. So. I had to go down a bit, but I think Murano, again, exciting fight. Maybe I just want to see more Ponzinibbio uh, back and forth striking battles now, but I think Murano would be would be, would be be a good, uh, still a good test just to see where he is, uh, gauge where Ponzinibbio is um, after coming back from such a long layoff and having that Lee loss and uh, now this, but uh, I get it. I, I'm sure a lot of people might want to go a little bit higher ranked, but that's one. If it got booked, I wouldn't be surprised and I'd be quite, quite excited about it. Personally, if I had my way and there were no managers and there were no teams and things like that i think ponzinibbio versus hamzat shemaev makes a ton of sense however i know they're both rep by the same manager and there's no title on the line and it's not like a number one contender fight so that could be a very tough sell and he took a lot of punishment in this fight so it could be a minute until we see him again especially with those leg kicks in the first round i mean it was just tough to watch personally I like the idea of Ponzinibbio facing the winner of Carlos Condit versus Max Griffin. Or Ooh. you rebook the fight with Robbie Lawler. Those are my two options. I am not – like I understand Ponzinibbio had a great stretch and, and and timing was awful and he dealt with a lot. And I get that. And he came back and got knocked out by Li Jingliang. And I know that – because of this win and, and the heart that he showed, we want to just throw him back in the top 10. And I, if they do that, cool. Like I, I'd like to see him get these big fights that he deserved before he was on the shelf. But I don't think he's there just yet. Like You get knocked up by Li, Li Jingliang. You beat an unbeaten prospect in Miguel Baeza, who the potential, his ceiling is super high, but this is... He hasn't fought like a top 15 guy yet. Like this was like the test. Like this is the sink or swim for Miguel Baeza, at least for this point in his career. And it's going to be a very important fight in the in the biography of Miguel Baeza moving forward. Like this is going to be like the midpoint of the book where everything changes, but what direction does he go? So I'm not ready to throw him in there with, with these top 10 guys. I'm not ready to throw him in there. I know a very popular one was he fights the winner of Kevin Lee versus Sean Brady. Not into that, especially if Brady wins. Because if Sean Brady wins, like he moves up the ladder, he starts to get these top ten matchups that he wants. Like I don't think he's getting like, top, like the Kiesas of the world, but he will move up in the rankings, and I think it's a little more enticing. And some of these guys will be—they can't say no after he beats a guy like Kevin Lee. Like if you want to do, like if Kevin Lee loses and you want to do Ponzinibbio versus Kevin Lee, sure. But option A, winner of Conor Griffin. Option B is Robbie Lawler for me. Yeah, I can't can't go wrong with either of those. Uh, the Robbie Lawler fight was. Uh, 2019. It, it was the last fight before. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the schedule. It was originally booked. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was it was the last fight before Ponzinibbio's health problems really started to kind of pile up, uh, and he had to withdraw from that fight. Yeah, that was again. I, I wrote this down. I'm not, I'm not Jose Young Youngsing it by the way. I don't. I didn't remember that well. Uh, I wrote this down somewhere. UFC 245, December 14th, 2019. So this was supposed to fight. Uh, uh, this this was supposed to fight. This was supposed to happen uh, a little under two years ago. And uh, I would love to see it rebooked. I, w- I definitely would love to see that happen. We head back to 185 pounds with Gregory yes. Rodriguez picking Robocop. up his... Yes, Robocop gets his first UFC win. His second win in 15 days, I believe. He hands Dusko Todorovic his second straight loss. He looked really good in the fight. Like He's definitely improved his pacing from the Contender Series loss 
with Jordan Williams when he just went all ham and got knocked out. And that was a great introduction on short notice for the 24-hour LFA middleweight champion. So for me, I know Anthony Hernandez was supposed to fight Puna Soriano. He had a lingering hand issue from his most recent win that just needs a little bit more time. It's nothing like long-term, just you know, another month or two, and he should be able to get back in there. Soriano already got rebooked against Brendan Allen in July. How about we do Hernandez versus Rodriguez? That is a fun scrap for sure. What do you think? Hernandez was an LFA guy as well, right? I believe he was. Did he win a title? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if he won a title. Yeah, I know he did well. I don't remember if he stayed long enough. He might have gotten just scooped up before they they had a chance to book him for a title fight. Uh, Yeah, I like that matchup. Uh, Fluffy was was definitely a popular uh, name among the listeners this week. Again, we did have a couple of uh, middleweight fights in the main card, so uh, I'll I'll mention that later, of course, during the listener fix. But yeah, love love that matchup. I'm wondering, I'm kind of wondering where the, where the, where this guy, uh, this is a name. I think we've wondered where he's where he's going to match up next. You know, such an exciting name. Could he fight Joaquin Buckley? He could. I think there's a lot of potential for excitement there. There's also potential for a bad style matchup for Buckley. I will say because Rodriguez, uh, for anyone, I mean, again, I, I, if you've only watched the kind of his last two or three fights, and is he's a, he's an amazing grappler. He's actually an amazing grappler. He's just really like super tightened up his striking. He's he's one of those jujitsu guys. He's he's fallen in love with his striking now. Obviously, he's he's look at him. He's amazing shape. He's got he's got legitimate power. I understand why he likes standing and banging now. But he's actually like a, a really 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 accomplished uh, Brazilian jujitsu guy. So I uh, look. I think a, a fight with Buckley could be fireworks, but it could also be uh, just a good fight for Rodriguez if he's able to to show off the jujitsu side and 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 test uh, test Buckley's you know takedown defense, grappling defense, submission defense, all that stuff. So yeah, it'd be cool. Again, we don't know what's up with Buckley. I don't know if he's one of those guys who we're gonna have to kind of not mention on on the next one anymore because maybe he's taking time off or just uh, you know they're having trouble trying to find matchups for him because you can match him up with so many guys uh, at 185. He's just so exciting. But I feel like I haven't talked about Buckley in a while, so I'll throw it out there maybe for Rodriguez. Yeah, that's an interesting fight. Tough fight for Buckley. I would fa- definitely favor Rodriguez in that one, but you never know. All it takes is one, and there's some crazy things that happen in the sport, as we saw last year when it, when it comes to Joaquin Buckley. And yes, uh, Fluffy Hernandez had one fight in LFA. Uh, it was one. in January of 2018. And in this fight, AK, he became the LFA middleweight champion. He okay. defeated Brendan Allen by unanimous decision before going go. on to the Contender Series and ultimately getting signed by the Ultimate Fighting Championship. As we move to... Montana De La Rosa. She looked sensational against Ariane Lipsky to kick off the main card. She dominates. She cuts open. She stops the queen of violence in the second round. First finish via strikes in her career. And more importantly than that, she gets back in the win column. So AK-125 is a lot of fun right now. What makes sense for Montana De La Rosa after that phenomenal performance? Was it was this an easy pick for you? Yes. Was this the one that you said on the uh, the post fight show was an easy pick, or was that talking about? I don't want to spoil the for anyone who who didn't see the post fight show. That would be uh, your wild card. You said you had an easy pick for your wild card, right? The wild card is my easy pick. Okay, all right. So I'm not gonna. All right, teaser. Just a little teaser for people listening. <laughs> okay, I I had trouble with this one. Um, so I went outside the box because I think I was a little discouraged that uh, Montana did not get a post fight bonus. I probably would have given her the extra 50 Gs instead of uh to bird great. Don't get me wrong. But I just thought um, De La Rosa, her first finish with strikes, as you mentioned, and just really showed a, a very super aggressive side. Of, she She's a fight finisher, don't get me wrong. It's not like we're talking about Montana De La Rosa's decision machine or something. She's got a lot of plenty of subs in the UFC. She's actually one of the flyweights, uh, probably most prolific finishers. 
but this kind of this kind of finish, this kind of nasty, bloody finish was was something else. So, I, I hope the matchmakers uh, uh, see more in her than than um, you know than the not giving her the bonus would suggest. But if not, I could see them lining her up, Mike, as a sacrificial lamb, possibly for uh, Tatiana Suarez because Tatiana Suarez is supposedly coming back eventually, uh, or sorry, soon. I don't know if this year, but she is mentioned coming back, and she wants to come back at 125. I don't know if she plans to stick around there. Uh, it could just be, you know, her first fight back, do 125, and then drop back down to, to, to straw weight. But if she, but either way, whether it's just a tune-up for her to come back to, uh, before she goes to straw weight, or if it's actually uh, her trying to make a run at 125, I could see them using Montana, uh, Montana De La Rosa, as a as a as what they would think is of a winnable fight for Tatiana Suarez. So I'm kind of throwing that out there. I got a weird feeling this one could happen. Um, well, I know I, I'm pretty sure this is a somewhat popular pick. It was, it was a somewhat popular pick in the DMs um, mm. because it appears that this veteran fighter has been cleared to begin training again. At least that's what she's posted on Twitter last week. So if that is, in fact, the case, how about we do Montana De La Rosa versus Roxanne Modifari? Mm. Because that seems like a logical next step. I feel like the UFC likes montana de la rosa she keeps putting her in big fights this would be an interesting matchup it's not like i know roxy is i believe she's still in the top 10 at 125 right now so i mean it's not but it's not like a fight where you're just like wow like why is she fighting a top 10 woman i feel like this fight makes a lot of sense and she beats roxy she's back in the rankings she's on to big fights again so yeah i like that matchup and i think it makes sense but there is a plethora of options uh, for Montana De La Rosa, you could rebook Tyler Santos at some point. I think Tyler Santos has a fight coming up, but I mean, still, you could you, you could throw in there with with pretty much anybody and just see how she does. But uh, I think Roxy makes a lot of sense. But let us get ready for. Uh, oh, go ahead. Modifer currently ranked ninth. Currently ranked ninth, correct? Yep. So you're right in the top ten. And you're right. I hadn't even thought about her because because I know she had the injury. But you're right. She had. I had been seeing uh, stuff in my social media feed popping up of her back in the gym training. Uh, it was a meniscus, right? It wasn't like a, a ACL or LCL. It was like a ligament tear. Not that I'm a doctor and I can say, oh, yeah. a meniscus is always easier. I, I don't know. You know all the, anything that happens to the knee, I usually get scared. But I assume uh, when it's not an ACL, LCL, um, PCL, uh, did I name all the ligaments? I assume when it's not one of those that uh, it's not. It's a little bit easier to to come back from. So good to hear. Good to hear. I was worried she'd be off for like a year or something like that. Yeah. June 4th, she posted a video of her doing some crazy lifts and said, I got approval oh. by my therapist to do everything. Ready, set, go. Hashtag training. So it looks like she's uh, getting ready to get crazy. back. These putters are crazy. That'd be taking me up for two years. Even my doctor cleared me. I'm like, nope, just to be safe. Just to be safe. Give me another. I'm going to go. Give me another 18 months on the shelf. Chris Weidman's walking. What's going on? These guys are crazy. Fighters are crazy. They're unbelievable. Unbelievable oh people. Uh, let us move ahead to my favorite segment of the program, the match, uh, the, the wild card segment, where we will choose one fighter, any fighter that competed on Saturday that we have not match made for yet, and we can do so now. So any name that we have not referenced in terms of future matchmaking, they're all on the table here, AK. So my best friend, kick us off with your UFC Vegas 28 wild card selection. Let's go with uh, the Welsh Dragon. Mason Jones. I guess he's just the dragon, but Mason Jones. Mason, I, I, look, the dragon is Leona Machida. Okay, so you, Mason Jones, you are the Welsh dragon, and there's nothing wrong with that. That sounds cool. Uh, so Mason Jones, essentially, someone I viewed as a, someone who won on Saturday. Yes, it, it was a, it, you know, it was a little silly for him to extend that hand out there and extend that finger out there and the eye poke. Completely, completely his fault. Completely his fault. 
Um, could uh, could Alan Patrick have continued and fought through that eye poke? I don't know. I, I know people want to say he was uh, Alan Patrick was clearly losing. Maybe he took a, a way out, but I'm not the one getting poked in the eye by Mason Jones. All right, so I'm not going to completely. Right, I'm not going to completely call him out. If Alan Patrick had been winning, would he have continued fighting? Probably, probably. But this is all speculation. This is all this is this is sports talk radio here, people. All right, I'm not calling out Alan Patrick, uh, but I do think Mason Jones essentially won that fight. I think the UFC. Uh, we'll look at it as if he won the fight. They won't pay him as if he won the fight. I don't think he's getting that win money, but I think they'll look at it as if he won the fight. So, uh, two options here. One very obvious one, uh, but but because I don't really think there was a, like I want to see someone he can style on. He's a super exciting fighter, uh, but I don't know. I didn't want. I I, don't, I I couldn't think of a name immediately. I think him fighting the uh, Faris Ziam Luigi Benjamini winner uh, from next week's card, UFC 263, makes sense, but. More, more importantly, I just think he steps into the next uh, light, next fight, lightweight fight that like someone has to bow out of for whatever reason. Mason Jones, you take that call. I think Mason Jones. I assume he's healthy. Uh, get ready to, to jump into a, to a lightweight fight soon. Stay, stay in shape. Stay ready. This is what he needs to do. He he needs to stay to stay busy um, and kind of wash out the taste of that first uh, amazing fight with Mike Davis, but a split decision loss, and then uh, this weird no contest eye poke thing. So. I'm I, I'm cheating a bit here and saying he, he, he you will see Mason Jones step in as a short notice replacement within the next like three months. I, I it's funny I, I tweeted this out after the no contest. I said if this is Chris Tyone from like two weeks ago, next week or next month, Mason Jones would have got a first round TK win on Saturday. But this is let him bang, <laughs> let him bang, bro, Chris Tyone, and let them go and. The fight ended the way it ended. So yeah, it may, it, I think a lot of people agree. Just get Mason Jones back in there with anybody, and I, I think people see his potential despite being winless in two fights. But my pick, I tease this on the post-fight show. I'm going with Man and Fioro, and I'm just so impressed with her. And look, I, I know she took on an undersized, short-notice strawweight fighter, but I don't care. She was so cool, calm, collected throughout the fight. That she absolutely dominated, and I am ready to give her a step up, and I'm ready to do it against somebody I have had a sort of up-and-down relationship with on this program from a matchmaking perspective. She's been somewhat, I'm not going to say the doghouse, but you know, I've said some not-so-kind things about her. I've said very good things about her. But it's been an emotional roller coaster in this relationship, but I am ready to throw Man and Furo in the octagon with Antonita Shevchenko. Let us see how she does in this scenario, okay? Because Manon is 31 years of age. Yes, she's still somewhat young in the sport, but she ain't 24. Let us throw her in there with somebody with a name. A fun striking battle will ensue, and I am truly curious to see how that fight would play out. So, yes, Fioro, Antonita Shevchenko, book it, check the tapes, hashtag do it now. I, I, I have no argument for that. I, I think uh, no, I think that is the right match. I have them right next to each other in my rankings. Uh, the only reason I didn't I didn't uh, pick uh, Manon Fioro as my wild card is because I knew you would, and I knew exactly the matchup you would pick. So I'm like <laughs> that base is covered. That base is covered. Uh, but no, it's a great, great, very logical matchup. I think Antonina would love to sign up for that one um, for the chance to uh, again de- derail a fighter who has a ton of hype behind her. Um, you know, Antonina's got the uh, got the MMA experience advantage. I, I guess if you're not, well, I I, I know Manal has some a lot of um, amateur bouts, but 
combat sports wise, it's, it's I, I'd say Antonio probably has has the edge and experience there. So yeah, good good fight. Do we have a any mic checks or check the tapes or? Do we? Uh, I got an AK check first. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so let's check. So again, second week in a row, and I'm sure MMA heads, uh, the MMA heads Instagram account, always always reminding us when people when we match up friends. So the second week in a row, uh, we we biffed the uh, Darius RDA matchup, and this time uh, MMA heads reminded me, uh, Ricardo Hamos and Andre Feely are teammates on Team Alpha Male, and I want to see them fight. And and that's uh, that's probably probably I mean it doesn't mean they can't, but pretty unlikely now. Uh, myself. And now some, some good ones. Myself, Tristan Gordet, and Marcus McGahee. If there's other listeners who recommended this, then I apologize, but those are the ones I, I, I knew. Uh, Marc-Andre Barrio versus Dolce Lundjambula. That is now booked August 14th. And a lot of listeners wanted to see Tiago Santos Maheta versus uh, Johnny Walker. So it's a very popular pick. That's happening September 25th. So uh, well done. Well done, listeners. i got to reach way back. We had a couple of people mention uh, Michel Pereira versus uh, Nico Price. There, there was uh, this is way back. This is back in December. So I'll shout out Chris Styles on Twitter and uh, Jay Kleiman on Twitter, who both mentioned this back, 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 back in the day. And then we have email contributor Harry Dwaskin checking his own tapes. Mike, <laughs> telling me, and okay, I'll give him this. Smith, uh, Anthony Smith versus Brian Span called it. He said that's September 18th. Luis Saldana versus Austin Lingo, deep cut. So well done, Harry, on that one. August 21st, and then he got too cute, Mike. This listener got too cute. He said Mackenzie Dern versus Marina Rodriguez, which is a pick I think a lot of us, a lot of listeners I know wanted. I guess Harry was one of them. However, this fight is not anywhere near being close to done. This is a this is a Dana said fight. Uh, Dana mentioned that it's it's likely next for Mackenzie Dern, and I believe Mackenzie herself has spoken about it. Uh, I think it was an interview with Ag Ag Fight, and said uh, no, this is a suggested matchup. It's something they're looking at. It's not signed. It's not verbally agreed upon. It is. It's again. It's a fight. I think we all think could happen. Nowhere close to being signed. So, two out of three, Harry. Two out of three. We are. I am not giving you a point for Mackenzie Duran versus Marina Rodriguez. File that under uh, hashtag Dana said. Yes, I would agree with that hundred <laughs> percent. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Um, all right, let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. Let's, and give, I, let's, I, give, the, let's give the standard disclaimer. Oh, let's go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I'm more. just going to say, because I know I'm a, little more, I'm a little more giving than AK when it comes to these picks, but I am going to keep it 
keep these as fresh as possible. Okay. Okay. Like if there's a, wanna... a very common one, I will read it oh, yeah. once, maybe twice, and that's it. And if there's fresh matchups, their... I will I will shout you out. Mike, they just want to hear their names. Right. They and don't I might care. say your name anyways just for being a contributor, but it doesn't mean I'm going to read all of your selections. <laughs> they don't care if we like their matchups or not. They just want to hear their names. Uh, standard disclaimer, as always, Mike and I will emph usually emphasize winning winners matchups that are mentioned unless they're in the main event or title fight. Unique matchups, as Mike just said, you know, if we try to group, if, it, if it's mentioned a lot, we try to group them together. Uh, the fighter could already be booked. People do your research. The fighter could already be booked. We don't want to mention those. Uh, you may have just made a mistake. Wrong weight class. The, the, the two people fought already. You forgot. Someone's injured it's just, and is out of the picture. And, of course, your pick might just be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. The That's most right. important rule. Yes, the last rule, the most important. All right, we're going to start with Ronan Murphy. First time, first time, long time. Hi, Ronan. Uh, big fan from the U.K., says. Uh, he said he enjoyed the Ponzinibbio fight. He thinks he should fight Jeff Neal next. Now, I know maybe yesterday we were like, eh, can't really do that because Jeff's going to be out for a while. But again, mm. let me just preface, that was a hard fight for Ponzinibbio. Like, he could be out for a while, too. So, if that's the case, like, let's just say, like, Ponzinibbio can't fight again until the end of the year, maybe early next year. Yeah, that's that's not a nonsensical pick. It would be uh, a fun uh, fight. It just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's more likely matchups, but you never know. We don't know what Ponzinibbio is going through right now physically after that war with Miguel Baeza. All right, fine, fine. But let's remind people, please. The Jeff Neal matchups, take it. <laughs> it makes it. Mike, you're right. It makes sense for Ponzi Nibio. You're right. He could be out for longer than than most fighters usually are when they get a win. But people remember, please. Jeff Neal's having some health problems. He could be taking some time off. Stop throwing Jeff Neal's name out there. <laughs> and Ronan also agrees with you. Anything, anything for Mason Jones. Oh, yeah. Get him in there ASAP. Uh, Brandon Nunez, Pons versus the winner of Means versus Roberts. Okay, Harris versus Latifi. <laughs> Tybura versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike. So there uh -huh. we go. Uh, Poppy underscore Bryant. Della Rosa versus Jillian Robertson. Don't hate I that. Love that. I love that fight so much. I wish... The only thing is, you know, uh, Jillian is on a two-fight uh, losing streak, which is fine. It doesn't mean you can't match them up, but I do think they're a little, just a little bit in different sort of paths right now. I was amazed the fight hadn't happened before. That was actually one I thought of, and I'm like, oh, they probably fought before. And I was like, oh. No, but that, no, that that has to happen someday. It's a, I think that's, that's a great fight. Uh, let me just look this up real quick. Okay. Uh, Rodriguez versus Dolce Langambula, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who I believe has a fighting, fight. Well, yeah, he's fighting back, back, Barrio. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so there you go. Ponzinibbio versus the loser, Brady Lee. Don't have a problem with that. Delize versus the Cuban Missile Crisis, Julian Marquez. Hmm. Beard versus beard. <laughs> okay. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it takes. There you go. Uh, Tybora versus the winner of Chris Dacus versus Shamil Abdurahimov. Okay. That's, I mean, he would still be get a top 10 opponent, so I wouldn't dislike that. Oh, sorry. So who was that? That was, that was who? Or, Tybora versus Dacus Abdurahimov winner. Tybora. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, Rosenstrike versus Blades. Maybe Volkov if he loses, but if he wins, he might get another shot at Blades. And there's no way they'll make Rosenstrike versus Gone again. So I'm gonna make the Blades fight ASAP if I'm Biggie Boys Camp. Yeah, I just don't know if that's the direction they go. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, Yusuf Zalal versus Nate Landwehr. That's a fun scrap. Yes. Uh, and it's a big fight for Zalal. I hope they keep him around. Like I know he's lost three it's, in a row, but oh. I hope they keep him around. I think he gets one more shot. It is crazy, though. He almost became, like, 
I, I want to say I think the youngest fighter to possibly win four fights in a year. Uh, I think he would have been if he had beaten Tapuria. And now that now he's just ah these tough decision losses like where this is this is really tough for a young fighter's confidence. He's still so young. He's 24 years old. Um, but it's like, yeah, to go from that high, that super, super high and then to kind of find yourself in these fights where it's just either tough stylistic matchups or he can't he's not being able to pull the trigger for some reason. So fingers crossed they find the right matchup for him because, yeah, really talented kid. And um, uh, yeah, I think I still think there is potential there. Yep. Uh, shout out to Kamuela Kirk, who got his first UFC win and did so <laughs> in short notice against a really good opponent, Makwan Amirkani. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I thought Amirkani won that fight, but okay. it, I don't think it's a robbery by any stretch of the imagination. But he said, uh, Kamuela Kirk versus Daniel Pineda. Let's give the prospect to Daniel Pineda, another vet, but it should be a great test. He likes Ponzinibbio versus the Bala Muhammad Damian Maya winner. He likes Miguel Baeza versus Elizu Zaleski. There's no way that fight's not awesome. <laughs> and he said Mason Jones versus Devontae Smith. Because that yeah. is a ridiculous fight. Yeah. Holy cow, that's good. Uh, let's see. Roman Yep, D- Roman versus Takiriko. This is Zach Andrews. Uh, Ponzinibbio Lawler. Rodriguez versus Nchukwi. Uh, De La Rosa versus Mataferi. Mason Jones versus John McDessie. And he agrees. Fioro versus Shevchenko is the fight to make. Uh, our man Thick B, Poyas versus Kama Worthy. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> Poyas versus Kama Worthy. Jordan Lever versus Patty Pimblett. People really want to see Pimblett in there. What is the holdup on getting this guy a fight booked? No idea. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll put him on that England card. If they, oh, they could be holding out. Maybe try, try it, hope, waiting to see if they. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I like this fight. Sean Woodson versus Kai Kamaka. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't see. Okay, I, I didn't. I had no no Kamaka mentions in my in my listeners. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Yusuf Salal versus Chase Hooper, Stephen Peterson, loser. Salal, yeah, good logical. Uh, Fioro versus Myra Bueno Silva. Mm-hmm. Mason Jones versus Kazula Vargas. Kamuela Kirk versus Josh Kulabau. That's a fun fight. Yep. Makwan versus Nate Landwehr. I like Thick Bay. <laughs> he just goes after all of them. This is great. That could be a first round. That could be like a guaranteed first round finish. I think both guys just come out going nuts and then gas by like the middle of the second round. Uh, Li Jing Lang versus Muslim Salikov, the king of kung fu. Has that been booked? That was. I feel like that was booked. Keep going. I'm gonna look. I thought I felt like that was booked or something. How about Alir Latifi versus Alexander Romanov? Yeah, I I. Saw- I for some reason kept thinking Romanov was booked, but I realized the but I I was I don't know I was thinking the Espino fight hadn't happened already uh, and it, it it didn't it already did, um, yeah, Latifi's got some could have some fun heavyweight matchups. Uh, 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 the one on Saturday wasn't, but he could have some fun. I like I mean these are some good suggestions. Tanner Bozier versus Dante Mays, Montana mm-hmm. De, a very popular one. Montana De La Rosa versus Tracy Cortez. Okay, I'll talk about this now because. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of that. What was my reason for not wanting to book? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm for some, I'm, for some reason, I'm hung up on some Cortez uh, Aldrich matchup, which doesn't even exist. But uh, so you know me, guys. I that's that's my other disclaimer. I should put a, I should put a disclaimer for my own picks. Is like, why am I not bringing something up? Is if I mentioned a, a matchup in a previous episode, and it's like within the last like two months, I don't like to keep throwing the same name out there. It just seems it just seems too cheap. Because if I did that, I pro- I probably get a lot more right. Because I, right. I keep saying. I, you know, oh, Ryan Spann versus this guy, Ryan Spann versus this guy, or Tracy Cortez versus this guy. You know, it's so, so I cannot, but Cortez was a pretty logical pick for either Filo or, or De La Rosa, actually. Yeah, I like, I like that pick. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rodriguez versus Michaelitis. 
Ponzinibbio, I thought about this one as well, versus the James Krause. Yes, that was my number two. I believe that was my, yeah, that was my number two pick for uh, Ponzinibbio behind behind Verona. Uh, Delize versus Malkoon. Thickbe, mixing things up a little bit. He would he wants to see Martin Tybora get the Curtis Blades fight and Jarzinho mm-hmm. get the winner of Dacus versus Shamil Abdurahimov. Yeah, they're all kind of in that mix. They're all kind of in that in that that heavyweight blob, matchmaking blob together right now. Uh Robbie Ryan, our Aussie dad bloke. Uh Rosenstrike versus Gans. No way they rebooked that fight right now because it was not good <laughs> and it was so recent. Uh Sakai yeah. versus Wal Harris, Tybora versus Volkov, who is booked already. Uh, another Pons debut, Jeff Neal. Uh Bozer versus Tom Aspinall. And he has no interest in watching Alir Latifi fight anyone next. He wanted to throw that out there. Oh, okay. Uh, another. How about how about if uh, Latifi went back down to light heavyweight and Delice went back up to light heavyweight? How about Delice versus Latifi? There we go. There's a uh, there's a fight I think people are chomping <laughs> chomping at the bit for after Saturday. I like the Latifi Romanoff fight. Something that, that one's kind of interesting to me because uh, I feel like a lot of that would take place on the feet. Uh, another saying, Salikoff. He, he, ain't gonna, he ain't gonna be holding him down. <laughs> like, he ain't gonna be holding Romanov down. There ain't, there ain't no way. There ain't no. And if he does, that would be impressive in its own right. Like even if that was like people would say like that's a boring fight. If somehow he could like out wrestle Romanov and hold him down for 15 minutes, that to me would be exciting because uh, I just don't think that's possible. <laughs> Alec Inilian, uh He just picked one Salikov versus Li Jingliang. Let's go to these, and then we'll be done. Uh, just a few of these. Uh, our friend Jack Porter. Let's see. Is there anything new? Uh, Latifi versus Alexi Olenek is a, is a new one. Uh, Matt Ravelli, our friend Matt Ravelli. I think I want Santiago Ponzinibbio versus the loser of Kevin Lee and Sean Brady. And he said, happy birthday, AK. Patrick Austin is always uh, just throwing out a bunch. He says, Fiora versus Antonina. Every week, it's Nick Diaz. Salikov versus Nick Diaz. You can't ban Nick Diaz from any show. Uh, Montana versus Roxanne. Bozer versus Ben Rothwell. Bozer versus Ben Rothwell. Okay, I saw I saw Latifi versus Rothwell. So, uh, okay, yeah, that would be a little more. I think that would be more to Rothwell's liking. I think he would yeah. want to fight Bozer. Yeah. Uh, Patrick also wants to see Ponzinibbio versus Magni Duh. And Baeza versus Francisco Trinaldo. Uh, Baeza versus Trinaldo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Let's see. Is there anything new here? Uh, Mason Jones versus the loser of Austin Hubbard versus Vince Pichel. I thought about... Why the loser? I thought about winner. I I, I would have given him the winner. Either way, one one of those two I think would be fine. And Christian Lee also suggests that Manon Fioro fights Tracy Cortez. Yeah. I, I I could see it again. I could see Cortez getting getting uh, if my if my uh, my amazing uh, Aldrich Cortez matchup never happens. I could see her getting either Delarosa or or Fiodo. And last but certainly not least, our good friend, weekly contributor John George, said, "Good to be back. Good to hear the best damn MMA podcast mm. on the weekend." Sing it. He said, "Good win for Ponzi," and he only suggested one matchup. For one, Walt Harris. He said if Walt Harris gets another chance in the UFC, him versus Jared Vandera. I don't think that's as easy a fight as people think it would be. No, I don't think so either. That, they think uh, it's that, a slugfest waiting to happen, <laughs> and he would have to win that one, or he's 
when Fury's we were done. when we were talking about on the on the post fight show about like oh we want to get him a winnable fight vendera popped into my head just because of, he, obviously he has a lot less experience and a lot lower name than walt harris but then i was thinking about like vendera's actual fights and i'm like that's not that's a, a like a, a a more like a high risk low reward for walt harris that's not the feel good uh match matchup that i think i think some listeners might think it is yeah i, th- I think it's a tough fight yeah, Jared's, Jared's a monster, dude. And it, he, we haven't even seen his wrestling in the UFC yet. Not at all. Yeah. And he's a very yeah, good yeah. wrestler. That's what I'm saying. He's He can grapple, too, and that's not what we want while Terra's fighting right now. So No, but Jared Van Der is just crazy enough. Because even like when I interviewed him after his last one, he goes, my plan was to take was to take this dude down and Justin Taffa down, and just, he goes, that worked out well. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, he also wants to know... Uh, which main card fight we're looking forward to the most next week. And this is the easiest question you could ask me. It is the flyweight title fight between Davidson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, the rematch. That is the fight I'm looking forward to the most next week. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I will kind of enjoy Edwards deflating the Nate Diaz hype. That's also going to be fun. But uh, no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I I, I do think Edwards is going to win that fight. I shouldn't I shouldn't say uh, be so so flippant about it. But uh uh, I'm happy for Edwards that he got that fight. I think it's very winnable, and it, it's a high-profile fight, so good for him. Uh, other than that, I mean, the Maya fight could be his last fight, right? I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. So this is so this segues. Uh, uh, sorry, Mike. Is that the is that the uh, that's the end. Of, that's the end. Yes. Okay. So this sort of segues into mine because uh, Ponzinibbio, Ponzinibbio, as uh, you, some of your uh, your DMs mentioned as well, versus Maya Muhammad winner was was is a pretty popular pretty popular pick. But again, if Maya wins, I don't. I think he just goes out on top. I think he's just like, oh, I, I leave the gloves in. Thank you, thank you, Bilal, for the fight, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go chill now. Maybe, um, maybe that's why. Maybe. Like, I'm, I'm willing. I'm le- I'm willing okay. to leave Maya in for this week just because we don't know. Like, even if he says I'm done, doesn't mean he's done. So who knows? For now, he, he stays go, in the pool. He could go uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, and be like. <laughs> Hey Dana White, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going. Give me my eight eight fight contract, Dana. Pay up. I want a new eight fight deal. I just submitted this guy in 45 seconds. Give me my eight fight deal. Very, you know, a very classic uh, Damian Maya type post fight speech. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're right. It is possible. Muhammad definitely. I think if Muhammad beats Ponzinibbio, that's a very very logical matchup. Um, and I'd like to see Muhammad call for it. Frankly, I mean, I don't think he would. I think again, if he beat Maya, there'd be some kind of nice post fight speech honoring honoring Maya, but I would hope at some point he would also call up Ponzinibbio. I think that makes so much sense for him right now. Um, so that was one of the popular picks. The others, I won't read all these all these consensus picks, but uh, yeah, Rosenstruck versus, uh, uh, you know, Volkov if he beats Gon, or I guess Volkov if he loses. I, I, I guess they wanted to see him fight Volkov. Some people just said Gon, Volkov, winner, loser, but you're right. I, I just don't see them doing the uh, the Gon matchup again so soon. It wasn't controversial. It wasn't particularly entertaining. Um Deburr versus Blades, that was the most uh, popular Deburr matchup for sure, though he was also thrown into the, the Gon Volkov winner-loser mix. Uh, Ponzi versus Lawler, uh, yes, a lot of people like that one. The Delize versus DiKirko rebooking, I think, was the most popular uh, one, uh, thing I got. People are logical. Our listeners are so logical. They're so smart. And then one, uh, did you mention Luis Pena at all in your in your DMs? Did you get any Luis? I did not. I got, I got at least three people. Asking for Claudio Pueyes versus uh, Luis Pena. So I guess there's something to this. I don't know. Is there some beef between these two guys I'm not aware of because uh, people want to see it. But um, I also saw Salakov versus Randy Brown. 
Uh, Rodriguez versus Jordan Wright, which I think would be a fun matchup as well. Yeah. So, yeah, some good consensus listener picks. I see you guys. Well, these could be check the tapes in the future. Well done, guys. Now, uh, let's break it down. So, let's go to our emails. I mentioned Harry Dwasson before uh, to checking himself. So, he was one. he's part of the Tabura versus Blades camp. I liked his uh, – I'm going to read his, his, his explanation here. He said, I don't know why no one talked about this on the post-fight show. I think we mentioned it. He said, Jose was poo-pooing uh, T-Burr uh, too much. Five straight wins at heavyweight gets you a good fight. Curtis is like four more wins from a title shot. He needs to start somewhere. Plus, after brutal KO, Blades needs a fight where he won't have his chin threatened. Oh, now who's disrespecting Tabura? Wow. Come on. Come on. Uh, Ponzinibbio versus Salikov rebooking. I forgot that that was supposed to happen in January. And then I think a Salikov, I think it was COVID. I think it was COVID-related reasons Salikov or, or COVID protocol, some from his team. I'm not sure. Uh, Camuela Kirk versus Mike Trezano. I like it. Uh, uh, Mason Jones versus Alex Munoz. I guess because they think because Munoz is 0-2, they feel like he'd be an easy win. I don't know about that. And uh, Sean Woodson versus Canada's own Tristan Connolly. Uh, speaking of – look at this. These segues. Go from Tristan Connolly to Tristan Gordet in the emails. He likes <laughs> Baeza versus Impacasanganai. He keeps pushing this guy. I think you have as well. He's he's mentioned before how high you you uh, you are also on this guy who has not yet who's yet to debut with the UFC. Uh, he had to go through the contender series for some reason. Uh, Kizriev, Kizriev. Gosh, his name is I, I have to. Can you get, remember this guy's first name off the top of your head? Um. Okay, I looked I looked it up. Aliaskab. Aliaskab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kizriev, my apologies for not remembering your name, sir. Uh, Tristan stoned this guy out before for a matchup. We really want to see this happen. So he says uh, uh, Kizriev versus uh, Rodriguez. Uh, Kizriev already has had two fights, can't his UFC debut canceled twice in 2021. Welcome to the UFC. Eh? Welcome to the UFC life. And uh, he's definitely threw out uh, Fiorel versus Cortez. So that's that's really out there. On the Instagram, sorry, I got to bring this up because I got to read some of these lovely messages. Guys, I love when you got, when you explain things, I love when you explain things. I'm a fan. You guys are t- you guys out there are talented matchmakers and writers. Uh, share your thoughts freely, please. Literally, just for Otno, my favorite social yeah. media. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he likes Woodson versus Mike Grundy, Firo versus Cachoeira. Oh, interesting. Cachoeira is fighting Sajara Eubanks, but I think win or lose, it could that could be a logical matchup. Uh, he said. <laughs> And oh, by the way, so this is the theme of the, of this listener picks. Uh, this this Figaro mania is crazy. Like that, I know we've we've been pushing her a lot, so I get it. We're part of it, but man, the hype is is real. Uh, he says I'd paid I'd pay top dollar for a Figaro versus a tree stump at this point. Need I say more? So they're really, really into it. Uh, I don't I don't need to read all these. Some of the, some of these you you're, uh, you were mentioned in your DMs. Uh, Delete. Yeah, okay, we mentioned that one. Uh, Zach Raby. I'll move on to Zach Raby. He likes uh, Ponzinibbio versus Murano as well. Thank you, Zach, for backing me up. And says he didn't even watch Saturday's show. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, a lot of a lot of excitement. Clearly, uh, MMA heads again. Always, always coming in with some deep cuts. Uh, Delete say versus Zach Cummings. Yeah, I well, like that one. Again, yeah, that's a guy. Again, he's not. You're not body locking him to death. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, uh, Rodriguez versus Jack Marshman, Latifi versus Sergey Pavlovich. That's a tough fight for Latifi. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if I want to do that to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salikov versus Jake Matthews. Uh, what else have we got in here? Mason Jones versus Leonardo Santos. I don't. I, I think Santos is still like a top twenty-five lightweight in the UFC. I don't know if we want to 
if we need to do that to uh, to uh, Mason Jones. I'm not saying he couldn't win that fight. I'm just saying I think Santos is a lot better than people think. Uh, I don't. Did you? Did any of your listeners mention the Figueroa versus uh, Moros rebooking? No, nobody did, which is surprising. I could see it. I could see it. One might argue that she did. Uh, she had a strong enough of a performance that she kind of moved on from that uh, matchup. But I don't think so. I'd have no. De- depending whatever the reason are for uh, Moroz's withdrawal, I could see it being rebooked. I, yeah. I have no problem with that. We we all kind of want to see that as a really good veteran test for uh, Firo. So if we can make that happen, that'd be great. Uh, and then Apoyas versus Alex Munoz. A couple of Alex Munoz. Shout out to Alex Munoz. You're a, you're not you're not no uh, pick apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt Bradbury again, another guy always coming with deep cuts. I just want to read a couple of his. He had a lot of good picks here. Um, this one surprised me. He wants to see Jordan Levitt uh, fight Joe Lazon. Wow. He says nice guys, true. Great personalities, correct. Levitt needs to step back. This is where he loses me. Levitt needs to step back in competition, and I believe this is the perfect opportunity for him. Big name. Easier fight? Uh, I I could not disagree more with, with what you just said. How first of Joe all, how Lazan. dare you just besmirch a New Englander like that? He, Joe Lazan is not an easy fight for anybody. Ask Jonathan There's Pierce. No... Ask Jonathan Pierce how easy of a fight Joe Lozon is. <laughs> right? This guy is. I that was a weird. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. Matt Bradbury, if I'm reading this wrong, uh, hit me up in the DMs. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll issue a correction in the check But it does sound like you're throwing some slander at the great Joe Lo. Oh, no. uh, yeah. How dare you? <laughs> or Joe Lau. J. Lau. J. Lau. Joe Lo. J. Lo. J. Lo. J. Lo. J. Lo. <laughs> Still relevant. Benefer. It's back. Yes. Uh, so that was a weird one. And uh, he also likes uh, he also liked Jones versus Worthy. Uh, so I, I and he said, I believe Jones did enough to prove he's better than Patrick. Agree. So I give him a slight boost in competition. Worthy's kind of chinny. So it's an opportunity for Jones to finally get a great result in the octagon. Yes, I think that makes that sense. is a crazy ass fight, but still <laughs> somewhat dangerous too because yeah, Kama's Kama is sneaky good on the ground. Ask Luis hmm. Pena about that, but that's that's a really interesting fight. Uh, Matt Bradbury also like Camuela Kirk versus Lando Venata. Yeah, I'm into that. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, Latifi versus Blagoy Ivanov. Yes, sure. <laughs> Another kind of. I don't know how exciting that fight would be. Probably a little grindy, but I'm into it. Uh, rematch. He wants to see De La Rosa, Bueno Silva 2. Rematch. Again, they, they fought to a draw, so maybe run that one back. And uh, yeah, Rosen Street versus Abdurakimov, Dacus winner, July 24th. So that's one to keep an eye on. That, that could be, uh, those guys could be in for a big fight next. Now to Twitter. To the Twitter. And we got some, Mike, we got some good ones here, my friend. We got some okay. good ones. Uh, let me go to Chris Dragonslayer 2 first. Dragonslayer 2 on Twitter say, uh, <laughs> oh, he just says, Ponzinibbio versus Luque. I don't care about the rankings. This is a fight that us fans need. So, okay, sure. <laughs> don't disagree. Dustin Getko, bringing up a name you might not have heard in a while. He wants to see Mason Jones versus Meyerbeck Tysumov. Wow. Okay. Now, Tysumov obviously had a lot of visa issues with the UFC. I'm pretty sure he's actually not currently signed to the UFC. He hasn't fought since. He's not with another promotion. But I believe in whatever the uh, his most recent interview was, which would have been a while ago, probably over a year ago now, uh, that he's no that it, it was the last fight in his contract. His loss to um, Fajera, to Diego Fajera. I believe that was the last fight in his contract. So I would assume the plan is to come back to the UFC. But uh, you know, once he has again visa sorted out, all this COVID uh, travel issues, things like that. But I don't know. 
but I do, I do like the suggestion, Dustin, and thank you for reminding us to uh, maybe check up. You know, maybe we'll, we'll do we'll do a check up on uh, Meyerbeck Tyson Mob soon. So, uh, yeah, just good to bring that name up. Um, Barry O'Reilly, uh, I'll fire off some of these here. Woodson versus Ludovic Klein. He likes Firo versus Bueno Silva. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, there's there's another vote for Latifi versus Romanov. Pontanibio versus Jemayev. This is really a thing. You 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 really you really threw this out there, Mike. This is real. You're okay with this? Let's hear it. Pontanibio versus Shemaev. That's a fight. Like I I can't believe it. I, I, I when you mentioned it, I was like I was like eh, I don't know. But then some listeners did too, and I'm like I guess. Listen, I if guess. like I said, if everything if every fighter just rep themselves and we just had like an open yeah. market where like anybody can fight anybody and the UFC can match up anybody versus anybody and there's no discourse. That makes more sense than any other fight. Like, Shamaya versus... Like, if you cannot book Shamaya versus Neil Magny, which is unequivocally the fight that, one, should be made, and two, should have been made multiple times already. If I hear Dana White say, nobody wants to fight this guy one more time without <laughs> mentioning Neil Magny, I'm going to lose my... I'm going to lose my stuff, AK. I'm going to lose my stuff. Because Neil Magny Shouted has been him. raising his hand... From day one, he moved up to the front row, and he's raising his hand. He's holding his elbow. He's saying, ooh, 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 pick me. Pick me. So if you don't book this fight, it is a travesty. However, if for some reason Neil Maggie's like, I am tired of waiting for this guy. Like, I understand he's dealing with some health issues, all the COVID effects and, and such. Shamaya versus Ponzinibbio is a perfect fight. Like, it's perfect. But probably won't happen since they're both rep by the same manager. All right, well, but but uh, look, you put it out there. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Bear O'Reilly here uh, is was the only listener. I think that put it out there for me. I I'm, might I'm, I'm have missed some, but all right. If, let me this. If it happens, I guess I'll I won't be surprised. Except for the management thing, that'll surprise me that they that they signed up for it. But yeah, that would the matchup. Me. If the matchup happens for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, people are talking about it. Check the tapes. And then he threw out Dolice versus Renat Fakretinov. Fakretinov. I did my best there. Uh, Fakretinov was a uh, he fought for UA Warriors recently. He knocked out uh, Eric Spicely in 55 seconds. You guys can find that highlight in MMA Fighting or just Google it, whatever you want to do. We had it in the Misfists, and um, he was signed by the UFC after that. So I believe uh, he is just waiting to debut. So good, good, uh, good deep pick there. I guess I and I assume he's <laughs> he wasn't fond of the Delete performance and wants to see uh, Fakretinov knock him out. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> It's always one uh, of those. I'm just assuming I, I could be wrong. Maybe he thinks Delizia will run through him, and it's like, you know, this is a, a fight to get Delizia over. I don't know. Uh, Braden O'Neill, uh, would, would it bring, would it, I, I, he had a good su- suggestion for Delizia. Why not Delizia versus the Phil Haas, uh, Duran Wind winner? Yes. I'm okay with that. Sure. They fight on July 17th. Liam Perry, uh, he liked Delizia versus Anthony Hernandez, so the Fluffy's name definitely coming up. Latifi versus Arlovsky. Mm, no, don't like it. Mike, Mike just made a lot of faces, guys. Mike made a lot of faces that cannot God, be. That I, just, can't, I can't even describe them. <laughs> that, that that just no. I, just no. God that no, fight, that I, can't. Bad. I can't. I can't. That fight could be so bad. That could be a really terrible fight. <laughs> and, and it serves no. It serves no purpose to either guy <laughs> or like any or this division because like both these guys should be used to like fight younger up and coming talents. That's why, like, I love the Latifi Romanoff idea. This is, like, what's about? This is the real light heavyweight champion, unbeaten heavy, <laughs> light heavyweight champion versus 
former, as we mentioned on the, on the Saturday's post match show, the always perpetual former UFC heavyweight champion, Andre Lasky. Don't you forget, even though it happens like 30 years ago in MMA years. That's right. It's it never and that never goes away. That that uh, that achievement never goes away. Uh, I'm really. I, I actually ordered this. I have my moments, Mike, where I order things in a logical way. I'm really building up this this Fioro hype thing because it gets it gets more and more. So oh, Liam Perry wants to see Fioro versus Andrea Lee. He's like, go for it. Just throw her in there with the top fifteen. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know what? It's. I I would probably have picked that fight really if I didn't want to see Andrea Lee fight Tatiana Suarez. I okay. feel like that's okay. the perfect fight to make because that's okay. It's not a pushover fight at all for Tatiana. No, like that's a tough fight. Andrea Lee is coming off the biggest win of her career, and the UFC would probably be looking for an opportunity to give her a big fight without trying to disturb the current landscape of the division. So I think that fight makes perfect sense for Tatiana's flyweight debut whenever she's ready. Throw in there with Andrew Lee. It's, you're kind of in a no-lose situation there because I think the UFC likes both women. And, mm-hmm. if, you know, I think that's the fight to make. And, yeah, if if Tatiana was staying at 115, there's a very good chance I would have picked Fioro versus Andrew Lee. Hmm. Okay. Well, Liam Perry, you're not out to lunch there. That the hype is real, but it gets it, Mike. It gets better. Just wait. I, I got my last oh, few. Kind of, it gets better. I also like Liam Perry's suggestion of uh, Mason Jones versus Michael Johnson, which I looked at, but I thought, gosh, the experience gap is just so much. But here's how uh, Liam breaks down. He says, "I know Mason Jones didn't win. He probably won't get too much of a mention. Wrong. We've talked about him a lot. Uh, but uh, it's you know with it being no cons, I'm treating him like a winner." Give him Michael Johnson, who's on a four-fight skid. Uh, not seen anything regarding if Johnson's been released or anything, so I'm going with this pick. I, I could see that. If they're that belie- high on Mason Jones, and if they're maybe wanting to get, I don't know, for whatever reason, wanting to get out of the Michael Johnson business, uh, though I guess they could have done that two losses ago if they wanted to. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy. But that's why he's there, though, for uh, for fights like this. I guess, but that gap in experience. Is so, but, oh, hey, they matched up Alex Caceres with friggin' uh, Chase Hooper, right? So, clearly, the gap, right? Which is what this would be almost like a version of that. Um, uh, Marcus McGate, not to, not to compare uh, Mason Jones and uh, Chase Hooper's skill level or level of competition they face for. Uh, Marcus McGahey, I, I never mentioned this for Marcus. He, he's, he, he comes in every week, and he always names his, he always names his, uh, the additions of his submissions. His, uh, his picks. So he called this the Rosenstrike Death Touch Edition. Uh, well done. Uh, he likes Latifi. <laughs> uh, this one made me laugh. Latifi versus uh, Rogero de Lima. He, he described it as a punishment for both men. So he did not enjoy the uh, these two gentlemen wrestling wrestling their way to wins in their last two fights, apparently. And uh, would like to see them. So their fate is that they have to face one another. I suppose that makes sense. That's funny. Yeah, Kirk versus uh, Ricardo Hamos, and uh, he says, "Why not?" Just, again, he likes the idea. Just match up some winners. He said, "Rodriguez versus Delice, uh, Puez versus Mason Jones, and uh, De La Rosa versus uh, Fierro." So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I could see, I could see. I don't, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick any of those. None of those would be my first pick. Could I see them happening? I think Puez versus Jones might be the least likely, but yeah, I could see it. Yeah, uh, we're almost wrapping up here. Brett Mobley, go CSU Rams." Uh, he likes Rosenstrike versus Blades, and so he had a great pick for Walt Harris. You know, we keep saying, "Gosh, Walt Harris, we want to give him like a, a a really a fight where he'd be like a five to one favorite." And and uh, Brett's pick is so is so he's so sure about it. He couldn't even get this person's name right. That's how low this guy is on the totem pole. He said Walt Harris versus 
Henry Hunsucker. <laughs> Harry, it's Harry Hunsucker, Brent Mobley. Uh, Walter versus Harry Hunsucker. And he just says, please, just get this man a win. And I'm not going to lie. I love that matchup. Again, I'm not saying, for apologies to Hunsucker, I'm not saying that Hunsucker's guaranteed to lose. But it's a very, 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 very winnable fight for Walter. Yes. <laughs> All right. I saved the two best for last. I wasn't sure which one to end with, but I'll go first. I'll go Javon Johnson first, who's uh, he's he's going to have enough, giving us these little essays to, uh, to to explain things. So this wasn't necessarily a match, a specific matchmaking. He said, "This is how uh, Martin Tavera becomes the UFC heavyweight champion." <laughs> All right, now this All is right. complicated as the math equation we had a couple of weeks ago, Mike. Uh, this is actually a lot simpler. It says first, uh, Volkov has to beat Gone, then Tabura fight has to fight uh, Curtis Blades and beat him emphatically and em- an emphatic win like a submission knockout some of that and then Lewis upsets Francis Ngannou so you've got Vol- Volkov Tabura and Lewis in the sort of in the winner's circle then to avoid a rematch with Volkov he says Tabura fights uh, Derek Lewis for the belt <laughs> and boringly wrestles his way to the belts uh, so there you go so that's quick that's a quick route alternatively he says Tabura could beat Stipe instead of Blades and which you mentioned before, like uh, you threw Stipe's name in the mix in there. He says to work a fight Stipe, and uh, and then go on and fight uh, Lewis. So Lewis has to beat Ngannou in the situation, and he thinks he thinks Tabura can beat Lewis. And then he says, throw in a splash of I'll take less money than insert other contenders' <laughs> names here. Voila! He says, voila! Tabura falls into the belt. So wow, poor 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 Cyril Gan just getting <laughs> leaped over, and John Jones didn't even get mentioned there. I mean, it's just right. wild. I. I Marcin Tibor, and in this essay, Marcin Tibor is one potentially one win away from fighting for the title. I love it. One emphatic win or a win over Stipe. Stranger things have happened. Stranger, That's true. I think stranger things have happened. I think stranger things have happened. <laughs> uh, and I'll close out with our 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 good pal, uh, our loyal listener. This man tunes into like every program we do. Scott McCray. Now he's a big uh, he's a big uh, fan of uh, women's MMA. He was jazzed up about the Manon Fierro fight all week. He was asking us questions on our shows all the time. I couldn't remember if we actually got to it. So, Scott, my apologies. I will give you the closing listener suggestion this week. So he says, uh, he likes, so he loves the matchup. He loves his Antonina. He says, let's get the heat started with Bold Sister. Manon Fierro versus Antonina La Pantera. Shevchenko, please. I'm convinced of Manon's TD defense, uh, takedown defense. I don't want to see her fighting another ground fighter. Only highly skilled strikers that come forward from now on. To me, this is where the peak Manon Fierro hype comes in. Like, to me, I'm speaking for Scott, Manon is a cross between Wonder Boy and Justin Gaethje. <laughs> Fights mean and loves to fight. Also, he says the Beast won uh, the French snowboarding championship when she was in college. So there you go. I didn't know that. So he just says, thanks in advance. You guys continue to make uh, great content for all of us fans. Manon Fierro, a cross between... Steven Wonderboy Thompson and Justin Gaethje. She has two UFC fights, guys. Two UFC fights. Seven pro, oh, eight, excuse me, eight now. I think eight pro MMA bouts. But the hype is real, and and I love it. I guess, you know what? If the, if the, if the fans want to get behind this fighter, she's super exciting so far, and I'm not going to blame them. But uh, that is our, I got to remember to tweet that out, because that's, that's a hell of a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Uh, as we put a a stamp on UFC Vegas 28, that'll wrap up the show for this week. But join us next week. Oh, let's let's remind people, Mike. Again, you can reach. Oh yeah, social media. Can, they know by now, AK. They know by this now. is 46 Mike, episodes Mike, in. Mike, rules rule. All right, fair enough. Rules, fair enough. Rule. 
Find me on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee, on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee. Email me uh, at alex.lee at sbnation.com. There you go. Twitter at Mike Heck underscore JR. Instagram at Mike Heck. Nope. God, M Heck underscore JR. There we go. Slide into those DMs. Oh my God, I forgot my own freaking Instagram. Send him your dog pictures. Send Mike your dog pictures. He's a dog. He's a dog. M underscore heck JR. God. M underscore heck JR. Send him your dog pictures. You guys, he, he's part of the, he's a, he's a dog father now, guys. He's a dog father. That's right. We'll uh, mix martial arfs. So look mix for content. Just some doggy content coming up soon. <laughs> and look for us next week as we discuss the aftermath. Should be a loaded edition coming out of UFC 263. Right. Of course, the middleweight title on the line. The rematch between Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori. Another rematch for the flyweight title. Cannot wait for this fight. Davis Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Leon Edwards versus Nathan Diaz. Five rounds at 170 pounds. Damian Maya, potentially the final fight of his illustrious career, taking on Bilal Muhammad. Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill will kick off the main card. Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell. Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. Lauren Murphy versus Joanne Calderwood. Finally. Huge fight at 125 Finally. pounds. Hakeem Duwadu versus Mavzar Evloyev. And many, many more. Well, how many do we have here? 14 fights in total going down in Glendale, Arizona. Thank UFC you, 263 at the Gila River Arena. And we're going to talk all about it from a matchmaking oh. perspective next week on the program. So for AK, this feels, this feels like a two wild card show, Mike. This feels like a two wild card show, dude. We're going to be matchmaking, especially <laughs> with Nate in the mix. We're doing six, oh, six right. potential matchups oh, more than likely before okay. we even finish out the main card. Okay. Oh, that's true. So we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe, maybe we do two wild cards. Who knows? It's been a while since we've like gone bananas with this and done something super extraordinary. Maybe we'll do it for this one. We'll see what happens. Uh, but until then, for my best friend Alex Kaylee, I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We will have more fun right here next week on On to the Next One. The podcast. So good. So good. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. 
Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.